Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. Well, what's up, everybody? This is the Nowhere to Go Put Up podcast, and I am your host, Sean Dustin. Emergency broadcast this morning. Uh, we've got two days. On Monday, the FDA is going to hear, um, and they did this with the five-year-olds, and I and I watched that as well. Uh, I listened to the whole thing while I was working, and uh, it's basically public comment. You get a chance to address the fact that the um, – Drug companies, I believe Moderna and Pfizer, are going to uh, request or they have requested um, emergency use authorization for COVID injections uh, for six-month-olds and above. so we're going to get to that real quick. Uh, first of all, if you're watching on YouTube or anywhere else that you're watching, please uh, subscribe, uh, rate, review, do all the things that you need to do to support the show. All of the links uh, that we're going to be talking about will be available in the description uh, for James and the com, which you can go do, as well as myself on my link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash nowhere to go but up that's where you can follow myself at and i'll throw this right here uh email for the show is at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com and uh yeah so james thanks for joining me again uh we did the the first time that we met we did the uh the wh or the world health assembly that was going on and i believe that we were successful in stopping that correct well, I'll dive right into it because I know we're going to keep this brief. Yeah. Um, if I get you boinked off of YouTube because of what I'm going to say right now, I apologize in advance. Um, but uh, what happened with the WHO uh, back in May was an absolute, complete, and total victory. And then there was cherry put on top of it. Uh, the WHO was attempting to do what I think was the beginnings of the Great Reset, They wanted to take sovereignty and control away from all 194 member nations and give it give all that control to declare emergencies, you know, in the sovereign territory of those nations to one guy, um, Tedros Ghebreyesus, who got reinstalled for a second five year term uh, as the I I say um, dictator general of the World Hypnosis Organization. (laughs) And, and so, like all good dictators, he got um, reinstalled with no opposition. And so for the next five years, uh, he's in charge of the WHO. And uh, long story short, because uh, this is TikTok and wherever else, uh, go to stopthewho.com because it's kind of like being in a bad relationship with an abusive partner. Uh, they canceled. There was supposed to be a public comment session uh, next week this coming week the 16th and the 17th 
And back in April, I got wind of a comment session that, you know, tell tell the WHO what you think kind of thing. I, I got a chance to speak for two minutes via Zoom to the WHO and a number of other people that I, you know, spread the word to were able to present their ideas. We actually got 36,000 people to comment in, they only gave us like five days notice. And on June 1st, they actually admitted that the majority of those um, comments said to the WHO, you know, we don't want you to negotiate any kind of big treaty, you know, to give you more power. And so I was prepared, you know, right now to be talking about there's going to be another comment session next week, but they canceled it. Because when you give them comments that you disagree with what they're doing, their response is, well, we don't need no more stinking comments, right? <laughs> yeah. And and so uh, it was actually a blessing in disguise because I would have been paying attention to that when they canceled it. I was like, okay, what else is, you know, important? Mm-hmm. And um, a week ago Friday, I, you know, a little bit more than a week ago, I uh, found on the Federal Register, which is where government agencies put their notices and such, that the FDA was going to have a double header on Wednesday the 15th. They're going to be considering uh, Pfizer and Moderna's requests that their injectables be um, authorized for use in little tiny babies, six months to five or six years. And, you know, I guess um, three words on that. Um, Oh, hell no. Uh, You know, are are we living in a period where uh, child sacrifice to the gods of big pharma is a thing? Uh, You know, I'm I'm not down with that. That's, you know, you know, Old Testament child sacrifice is not something I'm really cool with. Right. And, And so the evidence in the trials is absolutely crystal clear that, you know, babies don't die from COVID. Their immune system is, you know, still learning and they actually learn their their immune system gets some training and learning if they're exposed, you know, to bacteria and viruses and things like that. And and so to start injecting them with some kind of genetic altering therapy when they are at absolutely no risk of dying from COVID, um, you know, if that is an evil, you know, then I don't know what the hell is. And and so um, the deadline for commenting uh, if you've got something that you would like to tell the FDA about in, in terms of this is Eastern time in the United States, uh, Monday, the 13th at midnight, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, Pacific time. And, and so go to oppose the fraud.com. And, and here's where I blow everybody's mind. And, you know, we'll see how, how popular TikTok is. Um, my phone number is three one zero six one nine. Three zero five five. Well, you're quick. Look at that. It's right there. Um, three one zero six one nine three zero five five. Text me, call me, um, Signal, Telegram, WhatsApp. Uh, put a plus one in front of it if you're from some country other than the United States. Seriously, people, I just doxed my own phone number because this is that important to me. Um, if you have any questions, if you scroll down just a smidge on that page, you're doing a screen share. Um, there's uh, a handful of videos that will explain what's really going on. And then there's a green uh, rectangle. And if you click on that, um, you can go tell the FDA what you think about their uh, considering um, sticking some kind of ungodly soup into little baby's arms. And 
you're welcome to have your own opinion, but uh, you know I'm against that. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's a horrible, evil idea. And you know I'm 62 years old. I don't have any children, but children are just beautiful. I mean that's our future. I plan on living for a long time, and I don't want all of the kids growing up to be messed up because they got injected with this concoction. If you disagree with me, that's you know that's your right. But if you think that that's a bad idea, uh, speak now or, you know, suffer the consequences. So I do have a, a, a child who is almost five years old, <clears throat> will be in August. And I followed this pretty closely uh, when they did it for the five-year-olds, right? And I listened to the whole FDA thing, the panel discussion, the, the comment section. And I believe uh, Jessica Rose was one of the uh, people that was was talking, and I think maybe Steve Kirsch also was able. He chimed in as well, and uh, you know, it it really seemed like they already had their minds made up that this was nothing more than a formality, and they went ahead and and authorized it anyways. And one of the comments that that the guy made, and he says, well, he asked if there was any, you know. I guess studies or any information that was, I, I know, know where you're going. Yeah. I know that, where you're going. Yeah. That was uh, available that we could, you know, pull from that we could draw from to see if this is, is, you know, safe for kids, safe and effective, you know, like they said. And he said, well, no, uh, well, you know, we're not going to be able to find out until we start getting those, these injections into the arms of these kids. And then we can generate data. What? Clearly. <laughs> This is a massive human experiment, and children are being sacrificed um, in an experiment. And there's just, you know, could they make it more obvious? You know, I knew where you were going because I heard what you heard uh, way back then. And and that, but that was five and up. Okay. Now they're doing six months to five or six year old, depending upon Moderna or um, Pfizer. And, and, and so, you know, everybody has a, a grand, you know, a child, a grandchild, a niece or a nephew or a neighbor or somebody. Um, you know, this isn't just about me because, you know, this doesn't directly affect me. Uh, you know, I'm not a little baby who's going to be jabbed. But here's how the coercion is likely to happen. Um, you know, mom and dad have a little baby and they got to go to work. So they got to take the baby to preschool. Oh, but wait a minute. Uh, preschool might come down and say, oh, you know, sorry, can't help you out anymore because your baby isn't, you know, got the jabs. And then mom and dad are being coerced into sacrificing their little tiny baby um, on the altar of big pharma so that daycare can care for their child while they go to work. Now, you know, obviously um, in, in a perfect world, you know, you homeschool your kid and you got a stay at home job and, you know, you're with your kid all day long and you, 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 you raise them and you teach them and, you know, you don't allow them to be um, part of that system. But, you know, the reality of it is, you know, most people go to work a job and, and if they have a child, um, they rely on daycare to take care of them, you know. And, and you spend a lot of money and you get them, you know, to have, you know, hopefully, you know, a lot, I, I know I know people who do daycare. My neighbor used to have a daycare, but there's kids running around all the time. Um, it can be a wonderful experience. But you got to stick an experimental soup of genetic altering um, mRNA into your baby's arm two or three times so that they can go and hang out with other kids at a, at a daycare when none of them are even remotely at risk of dying from COVID. Um, 
we are talking about some special kind of evil. And uh, go ahead. Yeah, no. What what I was going to say is is that <clears throat> there's a lot of. I mean, we've we've been in this for three years, right? Um, going on three, and it uh, there's been a lot of data generated. There's been a lot uh, to pull from, opposed to early on, right? There wasn't a lot of you know studies. There wasn't a lot of um, you know people that were that were paying attention. Well, it's not they weren't paying attention. Is that they're just there wasn't enough funding to do some of the things they wanted to, because obviously they, there was a, a, an agenda that was being pushed out, right? You know, what, what that is and what the nefarious, if it's nefarious or not, I don't know. But is there enough data out there right now uh, to date, you know, from doctors, you know, McCullough, uh, Fareed, you know, all these, these amazing doctors out there that are on the front lines dealing with this. Is there enough data out there? that shows that this is not safe and effective. <laughs> um, if I may, let me turn that question upside down. Right. Okay. Because the um, responsibility is not on you or I to prove that it's not safe and effective. Okay. The um, responsibility is on the drug companies to prove that it is safe and effective. Well, you know, number one, it's absolutely impossible to prove this is a weird one, and, and, you know, just bear with me. Anything that's injected into a little tiny baby, right, um, will find its way, and there's plenty of science behind this, it will find its way into their, if it's a girl, into their ovaries, if it's a boy, into their testes and the whole rest of their body. So we're not just dealing with, oh, you know, you didn't have a reaction, you know, for the month that they did the study. We're talking about a multi-generational potential extinction-level event. You're, you're messing with little tiny babies' ovaries and testes. You're talking about their children 20, 30 years out, okay? You did the safety test on that? You got to be kidding me, right? There's no, how, no way that you did that in two months, okay? And, and, and so there's no way. It's absolutely impossible to determine safety. Right. There is no benefit because kids don't die from COVID. So what would the benefit be? Right. And so the relative benefit to risk ratio, there's no, you know, there's no benefit and, and it's all risk. It's 100 percent risk. Um, I literally was reading the document this morning from Moderna and they said, oh, you know, we really don't have any idea of, you know, what the risk for myocarditis and carditis might be. Um, you're lying. All right. And, <laughs> yeah. and so. Um, that doesn't stop them from trying. So I'm, I'm going to put a positive twist on this and, you know, maybe we can wrap it up. I don't know yep. how long you want to talk, yep. but the positive way of looking at this is to realize that the truth is the advisory committee that's meeting on Wednesday is an advisory committee, big whoop de doo right? They give their advice. You know, people give me advice all the time. Sometimes it's wise and I follow it. And sometimes they go, eh, you know, I don't think so. The FDA is under no legal obligation to follow the advice. It's not a, uh, you know, authoritative body that whatever they say goes. Um, I am of the mindset that it is better to encourage both the advisory committee, who don't really matter, but also the chief scientist at the FDA and whomever it may be that is going to be told, well, you know, you got to write the letter as to whether or not we 
um, authorize this for emergency use. And, you know, with my best prayers and my best Jedi mind power, and if you remember the scene from Matrix where um, Neo couldn't talk when he was being interrogated, right? Mm -hmm. You know, dear Pfizer, dear Moderna, we're so sorry, but, you know, you have failed to show that your biological product is either safe or affected, effective or is even needed because, you know, all of these babies have lived for two and a half years through this COVID thing just fine. I don't think they're in an emergency situation. So all of the criteria that the FDA is supposed to consider have absolutely not been met by the drug companies. So, you know, sorry, Pfizer and Moderna, but we're going to have to reject your um, request for an authorization because you just didn't show that it was needed, beneficial, safe. And, and, and so what are you doing? Right. Get out of here. And and so if if you have the opportunity to find your way to oppose the fraud dot com, uh, you can click on the green uh, rectangle and give the FDA your opinion and. They're going to live stream it on Wednesday, and you can find the link on opposedfraud.com. But, you know, don't keep this a secret, please. You know, if you see this video, um, whatever this link is to show people this video, um, let's let's see if this is your biggest video in the history of whatever it is you've been doing. All right. Um, if, if the people who are watching this don't share it and get other people to watch it, well, bad on you bad on you because if, if you're censoring yourself if you're censoring this information by not sharing it then you're as bad as facebook and google and you know mainstream media and all the fact checkers and snopes and all that other crazy crap um take this video and make it go around the world because this affects everybody um i just got a phone i just got a phone call before you called um from a woman in trinidad and you know they're worried about it there because if the u.s does this Everybody else tends to follow. So mm -hmm. we, the people, the United States of America, need to stand up, draw the line in the sand, and say, you know, we're not going to sacrifice our children to the gods of Big Pharma. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. That's why we're putting this out there. Everybody, uh, if you can, do me a favor and try and share this out wide and far, because I don't know if, about you, but I have a child that will be affected by this, and I don't think it's right. And I don't think that 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 it's been thought through. There's not enough testing. There, there's there's way more negative. The risk is is way higher than than the reward on this. So, do what you got to do to help us out and get this uh, message out to everybody. James, I want to thank you for once again involving me and uh, sharing what you know with myself and the audience. And um, yeah, until the next time, uh, you and I. And and if you have anything else, do me a favor and feel free to. No, there's. There's always something they're oh, doing. Yeah. And, you know, just one last thing, people. Um, silence is consent. So speak now or, you know, deal with the consequences forever. Um, now is the time. You know, the mainstream media doesn't tell you what the government is going to do to you. That's what we're doing here today. All right. They, they tell you, oh, look what happened. Right. This is advanced warning so that you can take action and, and hopefully have an impact on what happens. And, you know, I trust that my prayers will be answered and somebody at the FDA will go to work one day and they will decide to be a hero rather than a baby killer. Mm. And simple choice, you know, well, well, are, are you pro big pharma? 
or are you pro uh, cute little babies? There you go. There you have it. All right, James, hang out for just one second. I'm going to bring us out of here. Um, all right, there you go. You got it. James Rogowski over on Substack. Go ahead and check out the uh, links to opposethefraud.com down in the, the comments. Or not the comments, the description. Um, you can check me out on uh, TikTok at Nowhere to Go But Up. Uh, if you want to support the show, if you want to find social media, you want to find anywhere where the show is at, go ahead and go over to the link tree there, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Nowhere to Go But Up. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, you like what I'm doing, you don't like what I'm doing, you want to tell me to go screw myself, fine, you can do it here at Nowhere to Go But Up now at gmail.com. And for anything else, do me a favor, follow the podcast, check it out. Uh, I'm getting great guests and uh, trying to just, you know, find the truth in this in this sea of deception that we seem to be finding ourselves within the mainstream legacy media pool. So with that, uh, keep it 100. Stay true to yourself. Everything else is just noise. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue-collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.